Father, you will not neglect your people. You'll hear the desire of our hearts and our prayers. And we pray a blessing upon this worship service here today and those who are attending. Be with us, we pray, in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our dear Lord, Savior, Redeemer, and present King. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll say a short personal prayer as well before getting started. Heavenly Abba, Yahweh Elohim, Spirit of the heavens and the earth, I just pray that this day you send your rock, copper, dash my way. Even at this very moment, send it within me to abide as I strive to lead and guide your flock into the green pastures of your word. Causing to bring to memory all the things I've heard during my study time with you and to filter my lips that nothing escapes and with that, except that which is good and true. Therefore, from the lesson this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your flock to feed freely, not that they might be impressed with me, but that they may be blessed by thee. I only pray that you utilize me to illuminate the darkness with your words, light that it displaces any frightened and strengthen their hands that they might fight and enter into thy kingdom. Therefore, for me this day, Father, I do pray that you allow your light to shine extra bright again, not that they might see me, but that they may find you, the one in whom all glory and honor is due. Yahoo, my Ellen King. I pray that you accept for me this day my offering. Yahushua's name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to continue on with the book of Enoch, making our journey through. We are getting to towards the end. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, as always, we're going to seek to align it up with our canon, but at this point, we already know it does align with our canon, and it aligns with it very well. You know, and, you know, as uh, was aforementioned, like, you know, it has spread so much light upon our understanding of the scriptures that we know and love, you know, that we call the Bible, you know, the 66 books, you know, um, that is included therewith, you know, so we just give glory and honor for Yah for revealing this, this uh, light unto us, amen, you know, so we're going to uh, get into uh, today's lesson, which uh, we're on chapter 102, yes, yes, we are, <laughs> We are up there, right? Yeah, we are up there for sure. All right, so Enoch 102.1 says, In those days when he hath brought a grievous fire upon you, whither will ye flee? And where will ye find deliverance? And when he launches forth his word against you, will you not be affrighted and fear? You know, so, you know, just a little background, you know, uh, what he's talking about is the last days. And he's talking about, you know, during the time of, of you know, just prior to the judgment, just prior to the, to, the, to the end, you know, and the white throne judgment that takes place afterwards. So he's talking about during that time of great tribulation. He says, you know, in those days... When he have brought a grievous fire upon you, whither will ye flee? And where will ye find deliverance? There's no way, nowhere you can run from Yah. You know, so it's best to get with him now than try to run from him later because you can't hide. As, you, as you're going to see shortly, you know, many people are going to try to hide, but you can't hide from Yah. He everywhere. And it says that when he launches forth his word against you, will you not be affrighted in fear? You know, and unfortunately, like a lot of people won't. Or they don't now, let me put it that. They will, 
but they don't now. They will fear him when he come back and he's pouring out his wrath, but they right. don't fear him now while he's merciful and compassionate yes. and inviting you to come to him. But there's coming a time when he's going to launch his forth his word against you. And the door is not going to be open for you to come and join him. The door is not going to be open with loving arms. It's not, it's not going to be open with compassion and mercy. It's going to be in wrath. You know, and our canon agrees with this. Our canon agrees that he's going to send forth his word against the wicked. It's found in Revelation 19. Let me have my first reader read Revelation 19, 11 through 14. And I saw the heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and his, on his head were many crowns, and he hath a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of Elohim. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. Hallelujah. Now you see who, who and what Yah is going to send at the wicked? The word of Elohim. The word of Elohim. We have the word of Elohim right now. But we don't fear it. Most of us don't fear the word because we don't fear Yah. You know, but I implore you, you need to learn to fear it now so that you don't have to be afraid of it then. So that instead of the word coming against you, we can be with Yah and be going against, be with the word going against the wicked. We can be part of them armies which were in heaven that followed them with the fine clothing, fine linen, clean and white. Enoch 102, 2 and 3 goes on to say, And all the luminaries shall be affrighted with fear. Not only will man be fearful, but all the luminaries shall be affrighted with fear. And all the earth shall be affrighted and tremble and be alarmed. And all the angels shall execute their commands and shall seek to hide themselves from the presence of the great glory. And the children of earth shall tremble and quake. And ye sinners shall be cursed forever and ye shall have no peace. It's going to be a serious time. This is going to be a serious time. Even the angels are going to be trying to hide. <clears throat> but there's nowhere you can hide from Yah. You can run, but you can't hide. You know, and Yah's word speaks about this time as well. Let me have my next reader read Revelation um, 6, 13 through 17 in our canon to see how it aligns with what what um, Enoch is saying. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, and even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island was moved out of their places, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, 
and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bound man and every free man hid themselves in dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand hallelujah is this not what enoch just said he said enoch said and all the luminaries shall be affrighted with great fear you know and what does revelation 6 says and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth well the stars of heaven they are luminaries are they not you know and said they fall to the earth even as a fig tree cast of her untimely figs this may be happening in our day and time this may be happening in our day and time. I was, uh, I, I, I seen a, a, a news feed on the internet of something that happened uh, at the beginning of, this, of the month. And it was in relation to this. It was uh, a 911 call from someone in Las Vegas. They said that a spaceship crashed in their backyard. And they called 911. And they played the actual call online. And the guy was saying that this spaceship landed in their backyard, it crashed in their backyard, and that these alien beings had got out of it. And it said they were like eight, nine, ten feet tall. And you can hear the franticness in, in, the, in the guy's voice. And it was, he was saying, you know, I'm asking them to, you know, send some folks out, you know, um, to help, you know. Said that they, they had heard them on, on, on their roof, you know, and, you know, so this got me thinking, you know, and then like uh, one of the ring cameras in the, in the uh, area actually picked up the sound of the crash, you know, when the, uh, when the, when the ship actually hit. And the guy was saying, like, when he looked at the ship, he said, you know, they, it's like they have some type of cloaking technology, he said, because when he looked at it, he said, it, it's, it, it's blurry, you know, and, and, and it's, it's like something, something's trying to camouflage it or something, you know. And so this is not the first time we've heard of something like this. It just, just was... Uh, you know, a couple years ago, something similar, another sighting had, had taken place, and they were actually on the news again, you know, saying something similar. You know, and I think I, I'm pretty sure I said something to you guys concerning, concerning that at that time, you know, because never before would they put this sort of thing on the news. And that's what you have to pay attention to. 
Now, we've been hearing about people making um, claims to have seen aliens and seen spaceships and all this, that, and the other, but very, very, very seldom does it ever reach the news. They don't report on this type of stuff, so why are they doing it now? You know, and... You know, I, it just seems, it's just very interesting that scripture speaks to this sort of thing. You know, so, oh, and the guy, he even described, he described what he was seeing, the aliens too, and they, they look like the classic aliens that has been being described for, for decades, you know, of sightings, you know, the grays with the big head, with the big shiny eyes, mm -hmm. you know. That's what the guy was describing, but he but he was saying that they were huge, you know. Man, he's like like eight, nine, ten feet tall, you know. And I, mm. um, and I didn't, I never heard that one before. But nevertheless, you know, it's his story. He telling it. We we gotta let him tell it, right? <laughs> you know. But I just thought that was interesting, you know, and 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 how you know this came up today, you know, because that's what this is speaking of. Revelation 6.13 is speaking of, you know, some type of alien invasion on earth. The stars of heaven falling to the earth even as a fig tree casts of her untimely figs. This is what's being spoken of. This is what Yahshua was talking about when he said, learn the parable of the fig tree. When it, when it, um... <clears throat> How you put it, learn the parable of the fig tree when it when it um lets gives forth its untimely figs or something like that, um, you know that the time is not. When it casts forth its uh is 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 something like that. Uh, I can't remember it verbatim. But yeah, it's 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 in conjunction with the parable of the fig tree. You know, and take note that they tried to hide themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains. You know, even telling them, fall on us, hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, from the wrath of the Lamb. For great, the day of his wrath has come. For the great day of his wrath has come. Who should be able to stand? No one. So that's why we need to get with him right now. We need to get with them right now, you know, while we see, we're seeing all these telltale signs, you know, and, you know, of, uh, of the end time prophecies coming to pass, you know, and if, if you're not taking these things serious and getting with them, you know, now, then, hey, you may mess around and wait till it's too late. Enoch 102, 4 and 5, fear ye not, ye souls, fear ye not, ye souls of the righteous, and be hopeful, ye that have died in righteousness. And grieve not if, if your souls into Sheol has descended in grief, and that in your life your body fared not according to your goodness. But wait for the day of the judgment of sinners, and for the day of cursing and chastisement. You know, this is huge. You know, because Enoch is telling us, don't let our souls be grieved in Sheol, you know, um, if we've descended in grief and that we didn't get what we deserve what our our goodness deserved if we don't feel like we've we've gotten recompensed for our goodness you know in this life don't let that bother you 
because we have an afterlife to look to look forward to. You know, the wicked, all they have is this life to look forward to. This, you know, they better live it up now, because in the afterlife they don't have nothing coming. But we, you know, those who are righteous, you know, we don't have to worry about getting everything in the here and now, because we're going to be rewarded in the hereafter. You know, and he's telling us, don't even worry about it. Just wait for the day of judgment of sinners and for the day of cursing and chastising. You know, and this is, um, this also is, uh, corresponds with, with our canon. In Revelation 20, 11 through 13, we read, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, uh, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before Elohim, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and the death and death and H-E devil hockey sticks delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. You know, so, yes. Yes. There is a resurrection of the dead, and the wicked are going to get theirs. And guess what? The righteous will also get theirs. They'll get their reward. Amen? And that's what we're to look forward to. Enoch 102, 6 through 8. And ye, when ye die, the sinners speak over you. Speaking of the righteous, when you die, the sinners speak over you. As we die, so die the righteous. And what benefit do they reap for their deeds? This is what they say about the righteous. This is what they say about those who are good in this life. Saying, you know, you're going to die just like we're going to die. And I've heard people say that. You know, uh, verse 7 goes on to say, Behold, even as we so do die, e behold, even as we so do, they die in grief and darkness. And what have they more than we? From henceforth we are equal. And what will they receive and what will they seek? Uh, Forever, behold, they too have died, and henceforth forever shall see no light. You know, now here it is. We see that this is the way the wicked think. Let me have my next reader read Revelation seven fifteen through seventeen because it speaks to what we will receive. Therefore, are they before the throne of Elohim and serve him day and night in his temple? And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sunlight on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of water. And Elohim shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Hallelujah. So this is what we have to look forward to. You know, we're going we're gonna, to, we have... Look forward to, we're going to be before the throne of Elohim. We're going to serve him day and night in this temple. We're not going to hunger no more. We're not going to thirst no more. You know, we're not going to have to worry about, you know, being burnt up, having, having no heat, no persecution come on. And, you know, the lamb going to feed us, you know, our Messiah, Yahshua. And he's going to lead us to those living fountains of waters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're not even going to have to worry about crying no more. You know, 
Enoch 102, 9 and 10 goes on to say, I tell you, ye sinners, ye are content to eat and drink and rob and sin and strip men naked and acquire wealth and see good days. Have ye seen the righteous, how their end falls out, that no manner of violence is found in them till their death. <clears throat> now that's something to uh, consider, is it not? Have you seen the righteous, how their end falls out? That no manner of violence is found in them till their death. Mm. You know, now this is also in conjunction to the end times and uh, what our canon says concerning the end times. Let me have my next reader read Revelation 13, 9 and 10. If any man have an ear, let him hear he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and of the saints and the faith of the saints. Hallelujah. So we see like in the end times when this tribulation is upon us, we are to have this patience. And this patience is not to hurt nobody. This patience is to persevere through the tribulation without laying hands on any man or woman suddenly even though they doing stuff to make you want to lay hands on mm. you know but we're to ha allow patience to have his perfect work amen mm. you know for he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword and he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity that's not what he want for us mm. amen you know and even Enoch agrees Saying, have you seen how, how uh, have you seen the righteous, how their end falls out, that no manner of violence is found in them till their death. So be patient and let Yah take his vengeance. You know, let him take vengeance for you. You know, um, Enoch 102.11, nevertheless they perished and became as though they had not been. And their spirits descended into Sheol in tribulation. You know. But nevertheless, Yah tells us that even though our souls may descend into Sheol with tribulation, you know, later on, we're gonna we're gonna come out of that tribulation. Revelation 7, 13 and 14 says, And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. He said to me, These are they which came out of the great tribulation. And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You know, so even though we may descend into Sheol and tribulation, we're going to come out one day. And that tribulation is going to have been done, washed our robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Amen? All right, we're going to move on to 103. Let me have my next reader read Enoch 103, 1 through 4, please. Now therefore I swear to you the righteous by the glory of the great and honor and mighty one and dominion and by his greatness I swear to you I know a mystery and have read the heavenly tablets and have seen the holy books and have found written therein and inscribed regarding them that all goodness and joy and glory are prepared for them written down for the spirits of those who have died in righteousness and that many fold good shall be given to you in recompense for your labors 
that your lot is abundantly beyond the lot of the living. And the spirits of you who have died in righteousness shall live and rejoice, and their spirits shall not perish, nor memorial from from before the face of the great one. And to all the generations of the world, wherefore no longer fear there come to thee. All right, so here it is. Enoch is swearing. He's swearing to the righteous <clears throat> that by, even by um, Yah's greatness, he says he swear he, that he know a mystery. A mystery, you know, um, regarding the righteous. That all goodness and joy and glory are prepared for them. For the Rukot, the spirits of those who have died in righteousness, you know, the goodness, joy, and glory are prepared for them. You want to make certain you die in righteousness. Amen? Amen. You know, and he says in verse 4, And the spirits of you who have died in righteousness shall live and rejoice, and their spirits shall not perish, nor their memorial from before the face of the great one. Hallelujah. You know, and this reminds me of what it says in the wisdom of Solomon in chapter 5, verses 15 and 16. It says, But the righteous live forevermore. Their reward also is with the Adonai, and the care of them is with the Most High. Therefore shall they receive a glorious kingdom and a beautiful crown from the Adonai's hand. For with his right hand shall he cover them, and with his arm shall he protect them. Hallelujah. Isn't that a wonderful reward? That is a wonderful reward. Hallelujah. You know, uh, all we have to do is remain righteous to the end. You know, let me have my next reader read Enoch 103, 5 through 8, please. Woe to you sinners when ye have died, if ye die in the wealth of your sins. And those who are like you say regarding you, Blessed are the sinners. They have seen all their days, and how they have died in prosperity and in wealth, and have not seen tribulations of, or murder in their life. And they have died in honor, and judgment has not been executed on them during their life. Know ye that their souls will be made to descend unto, unto Sheol, and they shall be wretched in their great tribulation, into darkness and change and in burning flame, where there is grievous judgment shall your spirits enter, and judge judgment shall be for all the generations of the world. Woe to you, for ye shall have no peace. Hallelujah. You know, and this is this reminds me of quite a bit of what Job said. In 21 verses um, 7 through 11, he says, Wherefore do the wicked live? Become old, yea, are mighty in power. Their seed is established in their sight with them, and their offspring before their eyes. Their houses are safe from fear. Neither is the rod of Elohim upon them. Their bull gendereth and felleth not. Their cow calfeth and casteth not her calf. They send forth their little ones like a flock. And their children dance. They take the timbrel and harp and rejoice at the sound of the organ. They spend their days in wealth and in a moment go down to the grave. Therefore, they say unto Elohim, depart from us, for we desire not the knowledge of thy ways. What is the Almighty that we should serve him? What profit should we have if we pray unto him? Lo, their good is not in their hand. The counsel of the wicked is far from me. How oft is the candle of the wicked put out, and how oft cometh their destruction upon them? Elohim distributeth sorrows in his anger. They are as stubble before the wind, and as shaft from that the storm carrieth away. Elohim layeth up his iniquity for his children. Hmm. 
he rewardeth him, and he shall know it. His eyes shall see destruction, and he shall drink of the wrath of the Almighty. Mm -hmm. You know, even though they may spend their days in wealth, Elohim layeth up his iniquity for his children. I've seen this come to pass. You know, I can definitely bear witness to that. You know, don't think for a minute, just because you're looking at the wicked and it look like they're prospering, it look like well, they may be prospering. They're not just looking like they're prospering. You know, and they they live in what appears to be the good life. You know, it's just the good life of the world. It's not the true good life because the righteous live a good life. You know, uh, even though they may go through life and they may not seem to have acquired anything that is that is their just due. Elohim said he layeth up their iniquity for their children. You know, and he also says they're going to get it in the hereafter. It's not over. This is not, this is not the end of the journey. This life is not the end of the journey. You know, this life is actually the beginning of the journey. There's still more to come. It's like the old infomercial always say. Wait, there's more. You know, and the wicked live their lives as if this is it. But it's not. There's more coming. Let me have my next reader read Enoch 103, 9 through 13. Say not in regard to the righteous and good who are in life. In our troubled days, we have toiled laboriously and experienced every trouble and met with much evil and been consumed and have been few and our spirits small and we have been destroyed and have not found any to help us even with a word we have been tortured and destroyed and not hope to see life from that day to day we hope to be the head and have become the tail we have toiled laboriously and have now no satisfaction in our toil. We and we have become the food of the sinners and the unrighteous, and they have laid their yoke heavily upon us. They have dominion over us that hated us and smote us, and to those that hated us we have bowed our necks, but they pitied us not. We desire to get away from them that we might escape and be at rest but found no place whereunto we should flee and be safe from them. Hallelujah. You know, say not in regard to the righteous and good who are in life, you know, um, that we become like the food of the sinners and the unrighteous. You know, yes, they have the men over, they hated us, they smote us. You know, these things is exactly what Scripture said would happen, you know, um, you know, to those who, who disobey, you know, but there's a reward for the righteous. Leviticus 26, 17 aligns with much of what Enoch is saying. It says, I will set my face against you. Ye shall be slain before your enemies. They that hate you shall reign over you, and ye shall flee when none pursue of you. You know, so... Yeah, we must understand these things. Uh, Enoch 103, 14 and 15 goes on to say, And have complained to the rulers in our tribulation and cried out against those who devoured us. But they did not attend to our cries and would not hearken to our voice. And they helped those who robbed us and devoured us and those who made us few. 
That's who they helped. And they concealed their oppression and they did not remove from us the yoke of those that devoured us and dispersed us and murdered us and they concealed their murder and remembered not that they have lifted up their hands against us. You know, and this is happening even now today. If you have eyes to see, it surely is. We're going to move on to 104. 104.1 says, I swear to you that in heaven the angels remember you for good before the glory of the great one and your names are written before the glory of the great one. So don't worry about, you know, how things may look in the here and now. You just worry about staying righteous and staying true to Yah's will and purposes because there's an angel writing up your life as well. You know, and he's presenting it before the great one just as Enoch is saying here. And that's evidence that that there's some writing going on in the heavenlies. Let us consider in our own canon, Exodus 32, 30 through 33, my next reader kids. And it came to pass on the, mor on the morrow that Moses said unto the people, Ye have sinned a great sin, and now I will go unto Yahweh. Peradventure I shall make an atonement for your sin. And Moses returned to Yahweh and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet, yet, <clears throat> yet now if thou wilt forgive their sin, and if not, block me, I pray out thee. I pray thee out of thy book which thou hast written. And Yahweh said unto Moses, Whoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Alright, so we, here it is. We do have evidence in our canon that there are some heavenly books. They are being written in. You know, and here it is. Moshe, you know, saying, you know, um, you know, blot me out your book and you're not going to forgive me. You know, but Yah, you know, Yah going go on for that. He said, whosoever sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. You know, verses 2 and 3 of Enoch goes on to say, Be hopeful, for aforetime ye were put to shame through ill and affliction. But now ye shall shine as lights of heaven. Ye shall shine and ye shall be seen, and the portals of heaven shall be opened to you. And in your cry for, cry for judgment, and it shall appear to you. For all your tribulations shall be visited on the rulers and on all who helped those who plundered you. You know, so we don't have to worry about anything. You know, vengeance is mine, so saith Yahuwah. He will, he has our back and he will recompense on our behalf. We don't even have to worry about that. All we have to do is trust that he will do it. Amen? That's all we have to do. Trust that he will do it. He will bring it to pass. You know, Enoch goes on to say in verses 4 through 6 of 104, he says, Be hopeful and cast not away your hopes. For ye shall have great joy as the angels in heaven. What shall ye be obliged to do? Ye shall not have to hide on the day of the great judgment. When everybody else was hiding and ducking under rocks and going in the dens of the earth, we don't have to do that. And ye shall not be found as sinners, and the eternal judgment shall be far from, from uh, you for all the generations of the world. And now fear not, ye righteous. 
when ye see the sinners growing strong and prospering in their ways. Be not companions with them, but keep afar from their violence. For ye shall be companions of the host of heaven. Hallelujah. Isn't that a awesome thought? We hanging out with the host of heaven. You know, so if we're going to be hanging out with the host of heaven, what business have we being companions with the wicked? Say loud. You know, Psalms 37, 1 through 4 says it in, in another way. He says, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in Yahuwah and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in Yahuwah, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Hallelujah. That's all we have to do. Just trust. Just trust in Yah, right? Let me have uh, my next reader read uh, 105, 7 through 10, please. And although ye sinners say, all out sins shall not be searched out and be written down, nevertheless, they shall write down all your sins in every day. And now I show unto you that the light and darkness, day and night, see all your sins. Be not godless in your hearts, and lie not, and alter not the words of the upright, uprightness, nor charge with lying the words of the holy great one. Take not account of your idols, for all your lying and all your godlessness issue not in righteousness, but in great sin. And now I know this mystery, that sinners will alter and pervert the words righteousness in many ways and will speak wicked words and lie and practice great deceits and write books concerning their words. Oh, hallelujah. You know, so take note in verse 7, it says, All our sins shall not be searched out um, and be written down. This is what the sinners say. But Enoch says, Nevertheless, they shall write down all your sins every day. And this is why, you know, I, you know, I try to, I try to ask myself before I leave leave out the door, you know, each day, what will y'all catch me doing today? And preferably the answer is nothing. Absolutely nothing but doing what's what's right and true, true, right? You know. Now he's uh, Enoch said he noticed mystery that sinners will alter and pervert the words of righteousness in many ways, and so they have, you know. But yeah does preserve his will, way, and purposes, and we do have them, and uh, all we have to do is acknowledge them. You know, this uh, also speaks to what Jude was saying in our canon in, in verses 3 and 4. He says, Beloved, when I gave, be, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Why did they have to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints? Because it had changed. Amen. How did it change? Verse 4, for there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men turning the grace of our Elohim into lasciviousness. 
you know, and that's still going on nowadays. You know, so, you know, we have to be careful, you know, we have to be careful, we have to acknowledge Yah's word, you know, in everything that we do to make certain that we don't fall for the okie doke, amen? Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, verses 11 through 13, my next reader, please. But when they write down truthfully all my words in their languages and do not change or minish aught from my words, but write them all down truthfully, all that I first testified concerning them, then I know another mystery, that books will be given to the righteous and the wise to become a cause of joy and uprightness and much wisdom. And to them shall the books be given, and they shall believe in them and rejoice over them. And then shall all the righteous who have learnt therefrom all the paths of uprightness be recompensed. All right, so now this, I thought this was pretty awesome. He he says, you know, another mystery, that books will be given to the righteous and the wise... The righteous and the wise will receive books, you know, um, to become a cause of joy and uprightness and much wisdom. Okay. You know, so we're going to be given some books, you know, and it says that we shall believe in them and rejoice over those books. Hallelujah. You know, and then shall all the righteous who have learned therefrom all the paths of uprightness be recompensed. You know, so, you know, we're going to all be given books. Well, we're, we're given the same scriptures we have now today. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Hallelujah. You know? <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, well, that was supposed to be 104. This is 105. I'm sorry. I, I had 105, 11 through 13, 105, 7, but that's actually 104. Uh, I don't know how I start marking 5 instead of 4. But, but this is 105. Hallelujah. You know? It says, in those days, the Adonai begged them to summon and testify to the children of the earth concerning their wisdom. You know, and so that's, that's these people who, these righteous who received the books. It says, show it unto them, for ye are their guides and a recompense over the whole earth. Oh, my goodness. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? In those days, the Adonai begged them to summon and testify to the children of the earth concerning their wisdom. He's talking about the ones who was righteous and wise that received the books and became even wiser, right? You know, and, and, and they, were, they were overjoyed, you know, from the things they learned in the books. Now he has them testifying to the children of the earth concerning their wisdom and showing it unto them for they are their guides. What does that sound like? sound a bit like angels isn't angels to guide men you know it says for verse 2 says for I and my son will be united with them forever in the paths of uprightness in their lives and ye shall have peace rejoice ye children of uprightness wouldn't that be like the ultimate wouldn't that be like the ultimate um, reward you know, to be put in a position to guide the children of the earth. 
you know, to guide other men and women and, and, and children of the earth, you know, into righteousness and holiness. I thought that was pretty awesome. You know, uh, Hebrews, consider Hebrews 1, 13 and 14 says, But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? That's what the, the angels do for us today. They are ministering spirits to us, you know, to minister to us who will receive salvation, who will be the heirs of salvation. Amen? You know, so, you know, but in the time to come, We'll be those ministering spirits. Ministering to other people of the earth. You know, who will eventually, I suppose, become heirs of salvation as well. Interesting. You know, that's all I have for you today. Pray it was a blessing. Hallelujah.